92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hello, and welcome to The Nature Connection, Science, Wildlife, and Environment Radio, with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's fourth Tuesday Tree Talk Show. And today we're excited to welcome back Shelly Wizen. She is the founder and CEO of the Soul Diving Institute, where she studies and teaches the art and science of being human. She's also the author of The Healing Journal, The Story of the Magical Baby Grand Piano, and her latest book is delicious. It's called What Do You Bring to the Table? A Savory, Sensory, and Inspirational Guide to Living a Yummy, Delicious Life. And in fact, the front cover, she's in the trees. She's, you know, going out and picking with picking fruit in the trees. And you can get the book. Go to whatdoyoubringtothetable.com. Excuse me, whatdoyoubringtothetablebook.com. And you can keep up with Shelly and her courses. She's doing some amazing projects. Uh, go to shellywizen.com. That's W-H-I-Z-I-N. So welcome back, Michelle. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I love this topic. Well, yeah, your logo. So we have your logo. And as you know, Nancy and I keep seeing the tree of life everywhere we go. We're like Shelly's everywhere we go. Like <laughs> what's going on? So, you know, and, and on Facebook, uh, you're always posting tree things and, you know, you love trees like we do. And I thought, well, she's got to come on a show because trees are really integrated into our life. And right now we're on a big push to get tree equity, not just in our country, but around the world. In other words, having the right amount of trees in our neighborhoods uh, so that we have better health, the environment can be healed, and um, we'll all have a better Mm -hmm. life. You know, we all want to sit under the shade of a tree with a good book and an apple. (laughs) But so tell us about, let's start with your logo. Why did you decide I want the tree of life? Well, first of all, I was looking for um, a logo. And there was another tree that looked similar to this one. And I, there was something about the energy of that artwork that Mm. just went straight into my heart. And it was on big stock or something like that. I don't remember where I found it, but I went to research who the artist was. And because I wanted a particular look on my tree, And they said, no, this artist is Russian, lives in Russia, and I don't think we could ever get a hold of her. And somehow it was a miracle. We got a hold of her. And um, the tree that was in big stock, I couldn't have it because it was in a gallery somewhere in Russia. And artwork belonged to somebody else. So I couldn't have that artwork. And I asked her if she would make me a tree for me. And um, she said that she would. 
and I wanted it to be a certain shape. And then as I was looking through some of her other trees, I saw this one and I went, mm-hmm. oh my God, it, it brought tears to my eyes. There's something like she's dancing, like the trunk is mm-hmm. dancing. You can even see a woman in the top. It's doing flexible. This. Yeah. You know, just kind of her whole body is dancing. And I just fell in love with this tree. And so I bought it from her. So this is definitely my tree. <laughs> it's her tree and nobody else's back. But you, you wanted trees. Um, so is there something about trees because of what you teach? I know you're doing these amazing programs on being conscious, teaching yeah. us the three B's to living a happy life. And, you know, yeah. so trees are part of nutrition. I know you talk about cooking and cooking yeah. is a big deal too. And you, you know, we don't have fruit without trees, you know, well, you can miss what berries, don't but berries need the shade of the trees. Yeah. So there's that whole connectiveness. And I think there's like a web of life that really does connect with it. But how does that connect with you for what you're doing in regards to teaching soul diving, being conscious? Well, first of all, the tree, I mean, forever, the tree has been a symbol of the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it, it roots into the earth. There's something that is magical about a tree. I mean, you get a tiny little acorn, a tiny little acorn, and it grows mm-hmm. into this magnificent mm. oak tree. And so you see something from something small, and it grows into something big. Mm-hmm. And one seed can create a multitude of fruit on that tree. Just think of an apple tree. There's one seed in that apple. There are many seeds in an apple, but all it takes is one of those to create a whole tree. So seeds and, and, and plants and trees, trees, they're stoic. Mm. They, they're, they're solid. They, they do their job. One of the most fascinating things that I learned in this book called the um, hidden life of trees, which is a fabulous book. And I would, um, I would uh, highly recommend it for everyone. It's written by um, Peter Wolben, W-O-H-L-L-E-B-E-N. And one of the things I learned in this book, which is fabulous, is the redwood trees, you know, Mm -hmm. up in Santa Cruz and everywhere. Mm -hmm. You'd think because as children, we believe that as tall as trees go is is how deep their roots go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But redwoods that are could be 80, 100 feet, their mm-hmm. their their roots are very short. Yeah. They're and shallow. instead of being shallow, mm-hmm. I mean, instead of being deep, mm-hmm. they're shallow, shallow. but mm-hmm. they go out and they mm-hmm. start to interconnect like this. So all the trees hold each other up. That's cool. With their root system. And if a tree over here is not in the sun or needs something, the trees can send it sugar through their root system. The trees can send nutrients to trees that aren't getting nutrients. That's they're, cool. It's their communication system underneath the earth. There, there is a theory that it's all one tree. Like some t- like a plug that you would get from a nursery to grow a lawn. Sometimes it just keeps growing and growing and growing. You haven't planted plugs all over. You plant one and it sends an offshoot and it sprouts and it sends an offshoot and it sprouts. 
there is a group of people, I don't know who's wrong or right, but there is a group of people who believe that the sequoias in particular are really all one huge tree and it just keeps sending shoots out. Mm. Oh. I don't know. You know, no, we don't. Don't idea. start sending us emails. We didn't do it. Yeah, we're just saying it. <laughs> you know, we're just but, saying but it, it, there's a theory. And when you see but, it, a, yeah, yeah, a sequoia uprooted, because they do, they just fall down. They just go. That's it. Yeah. And they've done. They because do it in pairs. It seems like too. They're shallow roots. And yeah. I mean, but they're massive. I mean, the the yeah. base and, of them, but the roots are really shallow, and it's absolutely yeah. mind blowing. But they also have like a behind their bark. They have like a pocket of, of fluid and oxygen mm -hmm. before mm. you get to the bark. Mm -hmm. So when like we look at what's happening in the sequoias now, a lot of those trees will survive. The fires, because yeah. Because that yeah. pocket of, of oxygen and water between the bark and, and the, oh. the inside the core of the tree. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I learned something else too that fascinated me and, and you, you may think this sounds kind of crazy, but I equate it to um, when somebody dies and here's mm -hmm. the analogy. There's a certain seed, it's called a jack pine tree. And the mm -hmm. seed of a jack pine tree will only open when it's at 1400 degree mm -hmm. temperature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we get to see reforesting because yeah. the temperatures get so hot that all the seeds that are lying dormant mm -hmm. under the earth, they pop mm -hmm. and they start yeah. to root. They, they, they call it scarification. Like some seeds that's a have big to word. be, yeah, some seeds have to be scarred. Like I know people who would collect seeds in the forest and put them in a blender to not mash them all up, but just to scar them a bit to mimic nature's. Um, That's how they reforested Yuma. On, yeah. the, on the Colorado mm -hmm. River, the lower Colorado right. River, they had to reforest and take out all the, to put the cottonwoods back and the Palo Verdes mm -hmm. and things. If you look at a Palo Verde, it's going to take years to even open that pot of seeds. So right. the guy reforesting, you know, they were really trying to work on this and make it as natural and mm -hmm. as possible. And he's having a margarita on the river. He went, oh, <laughs> and he put it. This is the story that's been passed down. So don't yeah, blame me, funny. you know. And so he's like, let's put them in the blender. And it worked, apparently. Yeah. And now the cottonwoods mm -hmm. are there. The beaver came back. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so the water's getting clean. And so the beaver, yes, go for the cottonwoods. But they've created this natural ecosystem. I mean, mm -hmm. you give nature a chance and she will propagate and do back. what she needs to come back it's amazing to see but you have to give her a chance but the sequoias mm -hmm. also um the fire mm -hmm. plays a role in them also being able mm -hmm. to hatch open and hatch open their seeds and and produce yeah. so you That's know wildfire. True. this what scares me about the wildfires now is that the wildfires are growing are growing faster and hotter than normal hotter. and yeah. so yeah. i don't know if these seeds are actually going to open up or just be burned to ash because of mm -hmm. how the the intensity of these fires are getting stronger and stronger with climate change and everyone just you know concerned about the sequoias which has been really rough some firefighters have been mm -hmm. i mean we're getting press releases like every few hours it's an area dear to us we cover it we just were there this year 
um, there is a fund through the Sequoia Parks Conservancy. So if you go to sequoiaparksconservancy.org, you can help them. Uh, They're doing all the help with Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks for reforestation, to put signs back, to do all the maintenance. Uh, they really are an amazing pro uh, program. But mm. today, as we record this show, uh, Sally Jewell did um, give the official thumbs up to help with funding back into the Sequoias. But I mean, they're really the firefighters. They've had four fallen, mm. but not fallen, uh, pass away, fallen, uh, injured. Mm. So it's just a really, really hard, hard fire. But there's one going awesome. on right now in Santa Barbara. Yeah, that's, mm. it, there's always fires and California's yeah. had a really I rough know time but the, you know this is something about the importance of having tree equity and we learned this through american right. forests if we have the right amount of trees and yes there is clearing and there this will create jobs where people do the right clearing and the right maintenance um, we will have shade and it actually will help even with our water table correctly if we have the right trees Especially, so i think it's yeah, it, not the invasive trees right the natural and trees that come from them i wonder about area. us as individuals and what you teach through, you know, being conscious and the three B's about us as individuals, sometimes going, okay, we're going to grow a tree in our backyard or in the front yard or whatever it is. And taking the time out to actually care for a tree would bring us a little bit back closer to consciousness because now we're caring for something that's going to give back to us. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a project mm -hmm. for even a youth to watch something grow, even from seed to watch something grow is incredible. So would you say that goes with the whole thing that you work with in regards to consciousness? Totally. I, when we mm -hmm. become conscious, we really start to become conscious of almost everything. I mean, that's the goal is to be conscious of every moment right here. I'm, I'm looking in the camera. I'm in my peripheral. I'm seeing both of you because I'm looking in the camera because if you don't look in the camera, it doesn't look like you're looking. <laughs> look at me, Shelly. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> and, and, and so, and I see, I see my light. I see my bulletin board. I see, you know, in my peripheral, as I'm looking straight forward, when we are conscious of where we are, and I always say, look at where your feet are planted. When you look at where your feet are planted, you actually become conscious of where you've taken yourself in life. Hmm. And so this dawned on me when I was in the deserts of Morocco when I was 19 years old. And all of a sudden I realized, I looked down at my feet and I said, oh my God, I am in the desert of Morocco outside of Marrakesh. And all I could see were desert for miles and miles hmm. and miles with one green river running running through it. I mean, the, the blades mm -hmm. of grass from the river, knowing that, but when you become conscious of everything, as much as you possibly can, you really are present here in this moment. Mm -hmm. So you can appreciate the tree. You can appreciate the plants. You can appreciate your breathing. Yeah. Well, we need trees for breathing. We need That's trees for, sure. for breathing. We cannot breathe without our trees. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. And uh, even for that reason, to plant a tree. So it, what's interesting, too, is when a seed starts to take root, when it actually opens up. And the reason I said before about equating it to the end of life mm. is because, OK, so we are energy, right? All mm -hmm. of us are mm -hmm. full of energy and 
you could even um, replace the word energy with spirit Mm. because something's moving me. Something's moving my hands. I'm being animated. I'm watch those fingers, Shelly. I know from our last conversation, you never know. That's right. (laughs) No finger pointyitis. No finger pointyitis. And what happens is at some point in time, our spirit and the universe expands. We know that. That's a scientific fact that the universe is expanding, always expanding, also contracting, but it expands. When our spirit, and this is my theory, when our spirit expands so much so, it no longer needs the body, the body breaks down like a seed and the spirit can fly free without the body. Hmm. So whenever I think of that Jack Pine seed, I'm always reminded of the spirit, the great forceful spirit that we have within each of us that is so big that it wants to join the expanded universe where we come from hmm. because we don't die. The spirit and energy doesn't die. No, the body may die. The body breaks down. It's no longer animated, but the spirit just changes form. Because Einstein said, you can't kill energy, it only changes form. Mm -hmm. We change form and we become a formless form. And the seed breaks through so it can become a form that's locked inside that little Mm -hmm. seed. The whole, it's like a hologram. Everything about that tree is in that tiny little seed. It's amazing when you think about the tiny seed grows into these huge sequoias. Yes. Oh, yeah. And and the the sequoias have this tiny little Mm. pine cone. You get the sugar pine, which is smaller. And the sugar pine is like huge. It's a huge pine cone. Yeah. But the little ones are still very small. And and when the tree dies. It would be a big seed. No, it's like that. When a tree dies. And we did this in the sequoias recently. With the Sequoia Parks Conservancy, uh, Kate took us out. And she was showing us like, mm. here's the, the dead tree. And people think, oh, we got a dead tree. Let's chop it up, use it for wood. Okay, that's mm-hmm. part of energy, part of heating, you know. But people think, oh, you know, it's a dead tree, get it out. Well, mm-hmm. when you move that, you're taking away. It's like, don't rake up your leaves. When you rake up your leaves, you're killing the mulch, the natural mulch for your yard. You're killing all these little critters living there that actually make the soil aerated mm-hmm. and little caterpillars and earthworms and all that cool stuff you're right. killing those and you know you probably go ew i don't want them but um you do because it's part you of do. air it's part of keeping your yeah. soil nice and mm-hmm. so the dead tree provides life for all the bugs and we look at them we call them nature's gallery yeah. so when you see dead trees go look at them you'll find markings from where caterpillars have been and grubs have chewed through mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. right before hibernation the bears come in they start scratching up the trees so that mm-hmm. they can eat the grubs as, so they can have their protein for while they're doing their deep sleep in winter. So yeah. there's this whole cycle that goes on. So even a dead tree mm-hmm. is alive. It's part, of the, it's part of the system. Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. The web of life is mm-hmm. so crucial for us to all understand. It's like the, yeah. it's the ripple effect, but it yeah. really shows how each of us are connected to every single thing. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right after I read this book, I remember right after I read this book. um, Well, here, let me just read just one little thing. A tree is not a forest. 
On its own, a tree cannot establish a consistent local climate. It is at the mercy of wind and weather, but together, many trees create an ecosystem that moderates extremes of heat and cold, stores a great deal of water, and generates a great deal of humidity, just like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And in the protected environment, trees can live to be very old. So what I got out of this whole, and it's interesting, I read this book, and then I was officiating a wedding. Um, And this whole notion of keeping each other together, Mm -hmm. holding each other so that you are the support system. That's what I got from the... um, uh, the trees, the sequoias, and all of those trees up yes. in Santa Cruz that are supporting each other. It's a community that is supporting each other, sending messages here, sending sugar there, sending nutrients here, and they're all holding each other up. And to me, if we did that in humanity, if we held each other up in that way and had high regard for each individual, individual yeah. as an individual, but not cannot survive on our own because we cannot, you know, you hear self-made this self-made that yes. And no, Mm-mm. exactly. We never ever do anything in this life alone. Never it's a village, Nancy, Nancy always talks yeah. about the village. It you is the, the village. village. We, we need, need each village. other. To- we need to be the village people. Yes! <laughs> for the tree people and the village people yeah we have a uh, um an organization here called the tree people and there's a beautiful piece of property with beautiful trees and and they take care of all the trees in the area and and that's the whole thing it's when we contribute mm. who we are and how we are we feel better to each other we want to uplift each other not tear each other down like we do the trees so insensitively, you know, when Mm. they go to the rainforest and they want to get it for lumber or Mm, cattle, grazing, property, whatever it is, Uh it's so disrespectful. Mm. The Native Americans, they've got it right. It's it's crazy when you think a new housing development comes in. So they tear everything down and make it all flat. And then they build the houses and then they bring in new trees right where they could have with a little forethought leave the trees leave the trees build around yeah they're already there now the person who moves into the home doesn't have to wait 20 years for the tree to grow up yeah and give shade leave the trees it cannot be that hard to bulldoze around yeah it really can't be that hard 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. 
Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah. Talking to engineers, I know one lady who's an environmental engineer, and she said the problem is that people yell after the effect and, and, and get all upset about things, you know, especially when mm. you have big developments going in. She goes, got to speak beforehand because the engineers and even the developers are fine. They just need to know how what you want, what, what you want. Otherwise, you're going to get the easy thing that's yeah. not necessarily good for the environment. So it's yeah. anytime you see anything happening or if you're building your own house, then you start to learn, okay, what do, how am I going to work together and coexist? Yeah. I want to go back to what you're saying with the wedding too, because, you know, about supporting and holding each other up. I think a lot of times people think, okay, well then you're all the same. And, you know, how do you, we want to have individuality, especially in this country, we're very about our individuality, right. And what sets us apart. And um, one lesson I learned from Khalil Gibran, it's in his book, the prophet, he talks about the tree and then in a relationship, the unity is the trunk. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's a husband, wife or wife and wife, husband, husband, you know, your relationship together is the trunk. One arm is your 100 percent, your individuality. The other arm is their individuality. Or maybe I got their trunks. Maybe you're Branches. the big trunk. I don't know. But basically you unite on one trunk, but you can still have your own stem Absolutely. or trunk. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know, yeah, I need to like, go like here's the branches over here. If you, if you want to say husband and wife, here's a husband branches. Here's a trunk. We're there together. There's a wife branches. So here's the wife's individuality. Here's the husband's. But together they are the trunk. And an individual individual relationship. And then if you want to carry further, then maybe the roots are the kids. Yeah. yeah. But it's about you still have that unity, but you can yeah. still have your individuality individuality so that we can celebrate Mm -hmm. each other's differences too well if you see some of those uh uh, images that i post that i love i love it trees some of them are intertwined you know they grow into each other and so Mm. they look like one tree but they're really two trees that have grown together and then Mm -hmm. they, they have offspring in their branches so the whole analogy of being able to hold each other up and support each other and contribute to each other's life. I mean, trees, all they do is contribute. They Mm -hmm. take from the earth's nurturing and they contribute Mm -hmm. oxygen to us. They clean Mm -hmm. up the environment. They're like servants. Mm -hmm. Trees are the ultimate servants that ask nothing in return. Yeah, you're right on that. And they stay and they stand for sometimes even thousands of years. Do you know how many generations of people Mm -hmm. they have seen? Mm-hmm. Did you ever read the book, The Giving Tree? No. Oh, no. get the book. It's by Shel Silberstein. Uh-huh. Children's book, but most children's book are really for adults, um, just in children's language. But the, uh, the, <laughs> the Giving Tree is about this beautiful tree that has offered shade. And for this little boy for many years, and he always would go under and sit under this tree. Mm-hmm. And after a while, he wanted to build a house. So he cut down the tree, used the wood (laughs) for his house. And then he went and there was no shade anymore. Mm -hmm. So he sat 
on the stump of the tree. And the tree still gave him the nurturing that the that as an old man, the old man yeah. came to the tree and there was no more shade. And he just sat on the stump of the tree, but the tree gave him a place to sit. So Amazing. the tree still served all the way to the end of its life. That's wow. And, and um, it, it's a beautiful story. Just a beautiful mm. story called The Giving Tree. That's amazing when mm. you think about them, you know, giving and giving and giving. And, you know, part of what we learned with American Forests and everyone, you can do AmericanForest.org, go to TreeEquity.org, I think it is. But tree, mm. you can go and look up your zip code of your house. Like go look up on the set. It's done all through satellite imagery. You can look up your neighborhood and where you are. And what they saw is that places that are not wealthy do not have the trees and oh, so yeah. when people come in and say oh let's build a park and you know we document parks and public lands yeah then okay we get this grant we get this money and the trees will go in and the park will go and it will be next to the affluent part of town versus the non-affluent part of town yeah. Yeah. and so that's part of the problem so you have this inequality happening with trees and so those families health-wise start to suffer asthma the children not having a place to go sit in the shade so your your quality of life because getting to the point of trees produce quality of life they give us air and health but like what you're saying with this you know cutting down the tree they have they serve us and we can work together have happy trees happy families and that's something i think we need to look at for our youth they need to have the joy. I mean, are we losing? I mean, we see all these buildings going up everywhere. Like, I mean, as we're traveling country, we're seeing all kinds of stuff. But where are kids going to go to go and play? Remember, we used to have swings in the tree growing mm -hmm. up. We'd have our friends over, have picnics under a tree. You know, I mean, think about it. You would just go hang outside. Where are kids going now? And if you're in you know, an area where you're in apartments and it's all cement and, you know, roads, what quality of life is that for a kid? Yeah. And then we feel no grounding because right. it's very important for our bare feet to touch the earth so that we pick this up the energy true. of the earth and not the concrete. I mean, mm -hmm. it's interesting that we use, you know, in um, cemeteries, they use, they it's not a law, but it's a thought of law that you have to bury in the cemeteries. You bury people in a concrete vault. You've seen, you've been to a funeral, right? Yeah, yeah. And they lower the casket in a concrete vault that is under the earth. Why I do didn't you know it was, a, I thought it was just dirt. Uh, yeah. No. Uh. Why do you think they have a concrete vault underneath the earth in oh, wow. cemeteries why so you don't go back to the earth so that everything stays even because if you had if you buried a wooden casket in the It'll ground the wood would decompose and it would start to sink and so the cemeteries would look like this rather than like this so they have concrete vaults that you put the wooden casket in. I don't want to be in a concrete vault. Me no, but so this <laughs> no. is burial. 
So you need to find a place where you can be buried into the earth. And there aren't that many places like that. There's a thing where there's a place in Santa Cruz where you can be buried next to a tree. You can, your ashes can be put in a tree, or there's also these composting wombs that you can be put in and buried under the earth near a tree. Yeah, I I think this whole thing, cemeteries, is becoming an issue in regards to land. It's like, how I mean, we're basically covering the earth with vaults cement vaults vaults. yeah and it's and and it's an old belief system and you know it's religious and spiritual so you know i'm sure we'll get emails like i'm not taking my daddy out um i didn't concrete vault is 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 actually um it's a uh what do you a policy it's not a law but it's a policy that they've adapted all these cemeteries so that everything looks even and, and the uh, grass doesn't have sinkholes. It doesn't look like this. So well, it's no matter what you do, Louisiana, they float. <laughs> and the other thing is, and we never get to decompose in the earth. That's weird. I know. Why are we preserving ourselves? We, we, yeah. Well, we don't preserve ourselves. We turn it to some green goo, but. Oh, that. nice. <laughs> well, well, I mean, where can it go? It's in a concrete vault. If you go to Egypt, you can get preserved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can get embalmed and then you just streak ahead because, well, to be that's a very thing because the embalming mm-hmm. leaks out yeah. of the body and goes it's into not the good and, and it yeah. contaminates it's a chemical. Yeah, I, it is, it is so, well, you know, going to cemeteries, we do a lot of cemeteries, you know, as we travel because we oh, consider them a park. It's a resting place. Yeah. yeah. And master gardeners and actually cemeteries are in just as much trouble financially these old historic cemeteries as our parks mm-hmm. are for maintenance yes. uh, funding mm-hmm. uh, knowing who you know keeping the graves maintained the headstones yes. we have people you know revolutionary war soldiers mm-hmm. who's you can barely read their names their name yeah you know yeah. or women i mean we've we've seen i mean and cemeteries are really really fascinating when you go through and you learn about people and you mm-hmm. didn't even know these people existed then you're like yeah. dude what a cool life or yeah man that person did that you know so yeah. cemeteries are neat. And by the way, be careful because snakes hang out in cemeteries. They and I do. think that now what you just said really gets to me now. So we've seen snakes and we filmed snakes in cemeteries. And, and now I think it's because of the cement thing that you're the concrete thing you're talking well, it's about. A place to because hide under. when we used to go walking in Tucson, mm-hmm. whenever we saw a rattlesnake, they were always where the electrical boxes were that have mm-hmm. the concrete around them. How interesting. It's about the heat thing of the concrete. It's heat or cold. If it's in the yeah. winter, they yeah. want to be by the electrical box because of the heat. Right. If it's in the summer, they want to go under the concrete for the coolness. Right. So watch when you walk. Mm. If you're by it, that's, that's a rattlesnake yeah. thing. But anyway, yeah, yeah but, mm. but I didn't know that about bodies. But yeah, there's, um, I have a friend who is, there's an, I'll have to get it from her. Um, I think you were on the show with Margot. Carrera. She talks about this openly all the time. Maybe on our Mother's Day show, maybe I think oh. you were. Remember, you were both talking about Peru. Yeah. So she has pre-purchased her barrel site, which is saving a tree, a redwood tree. So she's yeah. going to be up in I the like redwoods. That. That's so and you know, it's not ash, not her body is going to be in her Santa ashes. Cruz. In Santa Cruz. It's above north. Forest. I think it's northern north of Santa I, it could Cruz. be, I could be wrong. We could, I'll yeah. get her, I'll get her to tell us about yeah. it. There's because there's that does that. We'll have to get her on a show to talk about this because it's real and get the organization, but it's a way yeah. of saving the trees. 
Mm-hmm. So no developer can go in because mm-hmm. it's a burial ground. Right. But then we've seen that with the, you know, the Dakota Access Pipeline, they didn't care about whose burial grounds they went on. So, that's you know, true. but that, I don't know, maybe it's an indigenous versus Oh, but that's because it was indigenous. But and it was that's oil. coming, but that's now being reversed. Yeah. So, so I hope so. Um, yeah, that's now, yeah. That There's, was one, yeah. one administration. Now the other administration is reversing yeah. what, yeah. There's definitely a lack of reverence for our nature. There's a lack Mm -hmm. of reverence for our mother earth. And um, I don't know if you saw the film a hundred, what was it? A hundred days of stillness or when the earth stood still Hmm. and it was, it was a documentary and you'll love it. You guys will love it about Mm -hmm. what happened to the earth during the pandemic. Oh, cool. I and want to see that. That's what you were talking about, how mm-hmm. the earth healed, the, mm-hmm. the rivers got clear, the waters mm-hmm. got clear. And here's the, here's the most fascinating, one mm-hmm. of the most fascinating things is whales could hear mm-hmm. their babies. Yeah. Babies could hear their mothers. But mm-hmm. when cruise ships are going by, yeah. it's, it's so loud that they can't hear it. Mm-hmm. On these safaris, when all yeah. these cars are going in safaris, as you know, living in Africa, mm-hmm. then, then the, the cheetahs and the, and the tigers, their mm-hmm. babies can't hear when the mothers are calling them that they, she just killed something to come and eat. They yeah. can't no, hear the, it. the thing is, we do they have the technology them. to not have that kind of noise we've had the technology for 20 years we yeah. have it right it's okay. just it's not we've maybe, had solar for years yeah centuries absolutely. so centuries so it's not made public maybe or maybe it costs a little bit more yeah you know and then you think if i do it and i'm the only one it's not going to work because nobody else is doing it it's that kind of attitude right but at the end of the day we're the ones who are going to suffer for it mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, then the technology of keeping things quiet also has to do with pollution coming out. So like the, mm-hmm. the lack of muffler things or whatever, I'm not a car yeah, person, but it's, we yeah. can tell being in different states about their environmental laws by the noise of the cars. Absolutely. Like and Texas, it's like, oh, look at me. Texas, and you know, we don't I'm just going to say Texas. You need yeah. To well, you know, there's certain places that it, they don't have that. And it's a kind of a macho thing to do. It's their reverency. Yeah, it's all about me. It's not about us, right? It's not about and, you and me and holding each other up and and helping yeah. our planet and helping our climate and helping each other grow and helping our trees blossom and helping our plants bloom. Is it because can, of our so lack can, of no, consciousness? Can, can we okay, just sorry. say that for people on motorcycles, especially men. The louder your motorcycle is, does not increase the size of your penis. Get over it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. So, well, there it's we go. Oh, it doesn't make you more manly. Yeah. Right. It doesn't do. And I'm sorry, Nick, it, but it, hurt the environment. Yeah. Sorry, it, yeah. It, there's well, that. Geez, get it. How grip, can we? Guys. And it's not just motorcycles; Seriously. it's trucks. It's it's you know we see this and we're like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, so you must be suffering from a <laughs> level of something. So. They're taking it out in a different way. So isn't that, I'm going right back to the consciousness because I think that is the crux of why we're not, we're not conscious of the environment around us. We're not conscious of that. Yeah. 
Well, here's what it boils down to. And this is, I mean, I've hit on something that just recently, the, the people who've been attending these, these workshops that I've been doing, one fellow said, do you know that in my whole entire life, and I think he was in his early 60s, I never knew that I could change a belief. I just thought whatever I believed was true and how do I deal with it? Mm. So it comes back. All of these things we're talking about is what do we believe about all of that? Mm. What Mm. beliefs are we holding and what beliefs are we carrying about all of that? Mm -hmm. We believe that we're in charge, that, that nature means nothing, that I'm, I'm the one who can control nature. I'm the one who can blow down, you know, bulldoze forests Mm -hmm. without any conscious about it because, because of gain Mm -hmm. and because of this. What do I believe about it? What do we believe and how we behave cutting Mm -hmm. down a forest or whatever is directly tied to what we believe about Mm -hmm. it. So if we don't believe that we're here on this planet to help each other, to build each other up, to support each other, to contribute back to the world, then we're going to be self, 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 self. And I don't care about anybody else. Mm. And that behavior is going to show that. Mm. And that's who we become. And it's self-destructive. It is. It's self-destructive. And not self-destructive, it's destructive to everything around us. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's no reverence. Right. When when I was in Peru and we did these all-night ayahuasca ceremonies in these power places that you cannot touch anymore at night. You cannot go. Mm -hmm. They're closed. Forget it. We were so fortunate at that time to be able, when all the tourists went home, we would then be able to enact our all night ancient ceremony that the shamans did 20,000 years ago. And so, so there's a reverence when you walk on the land, Mm -hmm. there's a reverence to it. The native American people know that Mm -hmm. they have a belief that, that they revere the earth. They revere the sky. They revere the wind. They revere the trees because they're part of it. When we believe we're not part of it and that it's only about me, then we're going to be destructive. Yeah. Period. Because then it's, yeah, we don't care. Mm -hmm. So there's the behavior. Yeah. Behavior is tied to the belief, the cycle. And and that's who we become. Mm. We become these egomaniacs who think it's all about us. And we're so self-important that nobody else matters. It's also about money. So now if you look at our money, so we have this little, this which so is weird. Tree, trees you know, give us money. Okay. So you cut up a bunch of trees and you make these thin bills that make that somehow have become valuable. Yeah. You can't eat the dollar bill. Yeah. You really, I mean, you could use them for toilet paper, maybe, but they're really quite yeah, useless. They've been around. <laughs> you know, they're really quite useless, mm. but we use them for all sorts of things. It's really the weirdest system. You know, where if you go into um, uh, indigenous people cultures, they're not collecting dollar bills, they're collecting fruits and nuts and they're tending crops. Well, they also, shells shells became a trading currency too. Exactly. They've always created like cowrie shells were Mm -hmm. trading currency. But those those were used for decorations for girls getting married and for dances. It was a purpose. Yeah. For collecting the shells, they held some kind of value. So now we come along, we print money that holds a value in our minds 
But if, let's just say, something happened on Earth where fruits, vegetables, trees, fish, meat, streams, water, all gone, and but you had a whole bunch of dollar bills. Good for you. What are you going to do with them? Yeah, yeah. Well, when Y2K was going to happen, I thought it was going to be exciting. I thought, man, we're going to be able to live on <laughs> land and, do, you know, get rid of all these archaic ways of being. And I know it would be really hard and rough and everything, but can't we just be part of the, of the land, you know? So anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. So ladies, thank you for joining us. Shelly, this mm. has been fun talking about yeah, trees always fun talking and about that's your logo so do tell me before you go mm. what is your favorite tree do you have a favorite oh nice question oh that is a beautiful question what is my favorite tree well i have favorite trees for different reasons i love the redwoods mm. because they're so majestic mm. they're just like oh and and just so majestic and i love the oak trees oh they are also majestic but different their branches are have such a person they're, they're perfect for swings they're yes. wise but i think, they're, I think mm -hmm. they're wise and wise mm. great for climbing we used to put mm. i used to live up in northern california in lucas valley near san rafael and we used to put, um, we used to make tree houses. My dad had a parachute. And so mm -hmm. we used to make a tree house out of the parachute and just climb the tree. I used to love climbing trees as a child. That's me mm -hmm. too. Me too. Yeah. So ever, evergreens are cool because they're like, okay, the rest of you trees lose your clothing, but I'm yeah. keeping mine on. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. They're the Puritans. <laughs> my green. They're, like, they're the Puritans. Everyone, again, you can keep up with Shelly. Go to ShellyWizen.com and also go get her book, What Do You Bring to the Table? Book.com is the website. And uh, really, that's also about consciousness and cooking. And uh, again, just keep up with Shelly. She's also on Facebook under Soul Diving Institute. And she's got all kinds of good programs. So keep up with her. And thanks again, everyone. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com and tune in every fourth Tuesday for our Tree Talk show. So very cool. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.